Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy, or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Okay. Welcome to today's episode where we are talking about finding a place for everything when everywhere's already cluttered. And then just dealing with the interruptions and kind of the stop-start cycle that happens when you're a mom decluttering with kids, okay? Because that's just the reality of it. And the reason that I like talking about this is because, well, first of all, if you're watching this recording live in the group, there's 3,300 other moms right now who are doing the exact same thing as you. So yes, like your situation is unique and that you're trying to declutter with kids and your life but it's also not unique in that there are literally thousands of other moms doing the exact same thing. So I'm going to give you guys some tips and some pointers today on decluttering with the kids, dealing with the stop start cycle. Um, 
getting through it, dealing with the interruptions and just sticking with it long-term instead of getting discouraged and being like, well, it doesn't work for me and then quitting. Um, but let's start with the first part because these do go together and they kind of flow into each other. One of the things I, I like to ask you guys Q and A's in the, in the group. So if you're listening to the podcast, get into the group so that you can ask your question and I can answer it. Hey, Emily Garza. But one of the things that you guys asked, okay, there was like 120 comments and this one was like half of them, but finding a place for everything, you know, putting things in their place, but not having a place that you can actually put stuff because everywhere is already cluttered. You know what I mean? So you're like, there are so many toys that need to be put away. They're in the living room, but the playroom is already full. The, the kid's bedroom is already full. I don't have anywhere to put it. Maybe it's clothes. Maybe it's cleaning supplies. Maybe it's towels, extra bedding. It could be anything, but um, I can't even remember what the stuff that I had like that was because it's been almost six years now of us living totally clutter-free. Hey, Ariel, totally clutter-free. But that used to be my life of like being in this vicious cycle of like trying to get my house organized, trying to figure out where I was going to put everything, it never being consistent. Um, one of the biggest frustrations for me and not having a place for everything was like snow gear for my kids because we lived in Alaska. And I was like, I guess I'll put it in the closet by the front door. I'll get some bins and put it in, you know, in front of the entryway in the garage. Maybe I'll try it in their rooms. And it just ended up getting chaos because instead of having everything in one spot, everything was everywhere. And it was just a cluttered mess because I had a house that could adequately, adequately fit my stuff, but because we had too much stuff, it didn't work. Okay. So that's one of the things that I tell you guys is like, whatever space it is that you have, make, make your stuff fit in it. Okay. And I know people don't always like to hear that, but it's possible and you can do it. And I can tell you that because I've done it. I've done it in a 900 square foot house. I've done it in this house that we're in is the biggest one we've been in ever. I'm not going to tell you that the size of this house, but a 900 square foot house, like 1100 square foot house, a 2000 square foot house, the 27 by eight foot RV, no matter what size our house was after we left Alaska, we only keep the amount of stuff that actually fits in the space that we have available to us. I don't try and get bins and containers to put inside of the house, but um, if you're wanting to get to the point of being able to have everything in its place without having all of the clutter, you're going to have to do that too. You're going to have to accept like, this is the space that I have. This is what can fit in my house and get to that point, which means that you're going to have to declutter. You're going to have to let a lot of stuff go. It's going to be totally okay. It's going to be more than okay. It's going to be the best decision you ever made because it's going to be the catalyst to simplifying every other area of your house. Okay. Decluttering is the simplest way to, and the easiest way and the fastest way to really change the trajectory of like your day-to-day -day life, which we all know how you spend your days is how you spend your life and just gives, gets you on this upward spiral. It's the simplest, easiest way. And I know that doesn't sound true because we're like, we have kids. How do we find time to do this? Right. And we're like, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy. in that you're going to be sitting on your couch, just chilling out all day, but it's the easiest way. It's easier than trying to organize it. It's easier than trying to hire somebody. It's easier than spending your every weekend or your every evening 
just trying to catch up. It's easier than the alternative. Okay. So that being said, what does Emily say? I used to think I could organize all my crafting supplies into a smaller space. It never worked until I got rid of most of it. Yes. And Emily, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but just tell me if this was true for you. (laughs) I'm going to say your next comment next. Tell me if this is true for you. When you got rid of those craft supplies, supplies that didn't fit into your space, was it easier for you to be crafty? Just a yes or no. Just let me know, Emily. Was that true for you? Because I know it was true for me. I used to be a preschool teacher. I owned a preschool. I literally had like three closets full of art supplies that I never used. Once I got rid of 90% of it, all of a sudden I was painting and doing things with my kids. And it was way easier to actually be crafty with 90% of my craft supplies gone. Okay. Emily, okay. Emily says, yes, we've done so much more since the purge. The purge. Okay. So Emily is just living proof. She's been doing this actively and intentionally for about a year. She's been on this process and she's seeing all these benefits. Um, and then Emily says, decluttering is cheaper than therapy. It's true. And I've told you guys this too. My therapy, even I've done a lot of therapy. My therapy got easier when I decluttered my house. It's, it's crazy. So I spent like a quarter of the price that I would have paid in therapy after I decluttered than if I had done it before I decluttered because it, it really clears up your mind space that much. Okay. Karen says squirrel syndrome with so much crafty stuff. Yeah, exactly. You're like looking at it all. Like I could be so crafty, but it never gets to the point where you're actually crafty. Cause you're like, I could do so much. And then you end up doing nothing. Okay. So we got off on a tangent, but it was relevant. So I know you guys are understanding the value of decluttering, why it's so important. Um, but the problem that so many of you have is like getting stuck in this place where you're like, I need everything in its place, but everywhere is so cluttered. I don't have anywhere to put it. And that is because you are trying to organize it before you've purged it. Okay. And that's just not a good use of your time. It's not even possible. You know, it's, You can try and try and try. You've probably tried and tried and tried for years. Lots of different systems, lots of different Pinterest things, lots of different organizational tricks and tips and hacks that haven't worked. You can keep trying if you want, but I promise you, you have to do it in this order. You have to declutter first, okay? Okay, I missed some stuff, but you have to declutter first, okay? Because if you don't, what ends up happening is that you end up procrastinating you end up never starting because it's so overwhelming. Maybe you do start, you know, trying to find these places for everywhere in your home, but you don't finish because it's so overwhelming and you've tried before and it all comes undone. And you're like, what's the point? Why am I doing this? Um, And then you get to this point where like you've tried and tried and tried and you start to get discouraged. Like this isn't going to work for me. I have kids. This isn't the life that I'm going to have until I don't have kids. But this is the thing I've watched my friends who have adult children and the story is the same for them. They still haven't gotten organized. They still haven't gotten on top of it because the problem isn't the kids. Okay. The problem is the stuff. Okay. It's the stuff, the excess and the clutter is the problem. Um, and then we just are like, you know, I want to spend my time elsewhere. Like I'm sick and tired of trying to maintain my home. I'm sick and tired of tired of trying to organize my home. So I'm just going to let it go and spend time with my kids and my family or whatever else it is that you want to do, put it to the wayside. And then it just continues to compound. Okay. So that's where we get when we, that's like the point that we get to when we try to organize 
before we have decluttered. Okay. So before you ever try to organize, before you ever try to create a chore chart or a chore system or get on top of your deep cleaning routine or um, whatever else it may be, focus your energy and your efforts on decluttering first, okay? Because the rest, decluttering makes it so easy. Decluttering makes organization easy. Decluttering makes cleaning easy. Decluttering makes managing your time easy. So instead of trying to focus all of your energy in all of these different directions of like organizing the pantry, organizing, you know, taking everything out of the closet, folding it up, putting it into bins, putting it back in the closet. Um, stop wasting your time on that. It's like being on a hamster wheel of running and running and running, exhausting all of your energy and getting nowhere. Focus your energy on removing the excess, on removing the things that are sucking your time and your energy before you focus on anything else. Okay. And if you want a really good video on like knowing what you need and what you don't need on my like page or on the podcast is a video or a podcast episode called knowing what you need and what you don't need. It really helps you get clear on like the essentials of your house. I don't want to talk about that right now and what you need specifically in your home. Cause it's different for everybody, but that podcast episode, that video is really helpful for figuring out like, okay, what do I actually need? What do I keep? What do I get rid of? Um, so that's step one declutter so that you're not wasting all of your energy on these things that aren't moving you forward. Step two is once you have decluttered enough to like feel that relief. Okay. Cause that's what happens is like you do a big purge of, you know, either maybe you do like a surface purge of your entire home. Maybe you do, you know, a toy purge or a clothing purge or a kitchen purge. And you feel that relief of like, Oh my gosh, like this is easier. Like this has made my days simpler, smoother, more enjoyable. Then you start to kind of streamline your home and assimilate it, you know, like getting it in order. And this is like a, this is a trial and error time. So I just went through it with our move. You know, we moved into a new house. We have the same stuff, but in a new house, you know, figuring out the flow of things, where I want to keep things, how I want to have it kept, you know, where I want everything. I've been in this like assimilation process where I'm like, okay, we have like my husband's room. That's working really well. We have the kids' bedrooms. That's working really well. We have the baby's room that wasn't working very well. And then we have this little area down off of the kitchen that is like the play space so that like when I'm helping the kids with homework or making dinner or whatever, like I can put her in there. It's safe. Don't have to worry about her climbing upstairs or anything. But those two areas of the house were not working. They were not working well at all. Um, they were destroyed all the time. Toys were everywhere. And I was just like living in it for a little bit to see like how we actually used it, when we used it, how important it was before I tried a couple different things to like see how I can make it work better. So we did things like moving the tent downstairs, moving a shelf downstairs, upstairs downstairs, upstairs, like taking certain toys out, putting certain toys, um, away and just different things of like this trial and error to see what we actually needed. And that's like the assimilation process of like, after you've decluttered, live in it for a little bit, experiment with it. You do some trial and error and see what happens. And then step three is the organization process. Okay. Step three is 
going out and buying, you know, a simple shelf that you're like, okay, like I know what we need. I know where I want everything. I know how we're going to use it. And I know what kind of shelf I need to make this work. Or maybe it's like bins for toys or baskets for toys or whatever it is for you. So that is the last step. The, the, the very last step is like these finishing touches. Hey, Sarah and Ashley, um, Tashka, I'll come back to that in just a second. Um, but that's kind of the process. Declutter first. After you declutter, live in it for a little bit, settle into it, see what you need, what you don't need, experiment with it. You know, that assimilation process of like, okay, like we're living in it in this way, we're using it in this way. And then step three is the organization of like, what things do I need to just refine this, master it, make it so it's a long-term solution. So like for us down in the play space, I lived in it for about a month, was like, okay, this isn't working. This is working. This is what I want. This is what she needs. And then we got a little shelf for her toys. I brought the tent down and it works. It works. Um, so I do want to tell you too, that this whole like three-step process is not like a, a one-time super rigid, like you declutter, then you assimilate, then you organize and that's it. Like, it's not a one-time thing. You're going to have to be fluid with this. And it's going to happen over and over. It's going to happen over and over in different areas of your house. It's going to happen over, over, you know, for different seasons of your life. Um, but that's like the basic process. Don't put like the cart before the horse, right? That whole like analogy thing of like the, the horse is supposed to pull the cart, right? Like not the cart in front of the horse and the horse is pushing it. Anyway, I don't have to explain that to you guys, but I did. So you're welcome. I guess. Um, but let me know if you guys have questions about that, but that's the basic process so that you don't get stuck in this cycle of like procrastination, um, starting, but not finishing, starting and spending all of your energy in these ways that are leaving you exhausted and drained and having no progress or having all the progress come undone and making you feel stuck. And like, it's just not going to work for you because it will work for you if you do it in that order. Okay. Um, I think the problem a lot of times is that we get ahead of ourselves and think that organization is our problem when it's not. Um, okay, I'm going to catch up on comments real quick, and then we're going to talk about the stop and start cycle and interruptions that happen when you're a mom trying to declutter with kids. Okay, and I want to let you guys know we have four, so I get it. I 100% get it. Been there, done it, do it daily. Um, we have a lot of kids, <laughs> so... Okay. So Tashka says kids clothes are my problem. How do you declutter kids clothes? I have three girls and a third little girl on the way, eight, five, and two. I feel like I'm always doing laundry and their dressers are packed full. I have a lot of videos on kids clothes. I actually have one that's called how to create a workable wardrobe, like for your kids on my like page where it goes really in depth on that. I have a free challenge called the Purge-a-thon that goes over your clothes and kids clothes. Um, and I have a course, Seven Days to an Uncluttered Home, that goes over all of that. Um, but I have tons. I have tons of content about clothes on my like page, um, in the Purge Thon, that free decluttering challenge, and then also in that course, Seven Days to an Uncluttered Home. Um, Emily says, We just got bed frames after moving January 23rd. Okay, yeah. And Emily sent me pictures of those, and she got into her house. Okay, this is what Emily did. 
she, and it worked really well for her, she decluttered and then they moved, okay? She decluttered and then they moved, okay, hear that. She didn't bring all of the clutter into her new home. Decluttered and then they moved. She lived in it for what, like six weeks, a month and a half, settled into it, um, got what she needed, figured out where they were using things. And she got the cutest pullout bed, like a trundle bed for her boys in their room. And it's adorable. It's so perfect. Um, so that's, that's an example of like declutter, assimilate, then organize, then get what you need after you're in it. Um, Janelle says, this is the part I'm most excited about. I also have four kids. Yes. So Janelle's like, oh my gosh, please help me. All they want are snacks. <laughs> okay. Karen says, overall decluttering and then move the item to the correct home. Since before it, I couldn't do it because there was a mess too. Yes, exactly. So don't even worry. Like at this point, you're going to be, you're really going to be in a survival mode, Karen. And we'll talk about this too, because Karen and Emily are in the, um, the masterclasses this week. So Karen, we can talk about this too, like a specific plan for you over the next week. Um, but you're basically going to be in survival mode for a little bit while you're decluttering. So you're going to be in survival mode and that you're not going to be super focused on deep cleaning. You're not going to be super focused on organizing. You're not going to be super focused on like trying to get ahead in all of these other areas. The biggest focus for you is going to be on removing the excess so that you don't have to worry about those things. So We'll do the decluttering first. You have two courses, so you're in a really good place. I feel really good about it, especially this week where I'll kind of give you a solid game plan. But um, all your focus and energy, decluttering first, clearing out the space so the stuff actually has a home to be in, and then the rest comes. Um, Emily says, try and minimalism was good too. Pick out 10 days worth of clothes ahead, see how much you really need. Yes, so, so Tashka, if you're still here, there is another free challenge that I did try on minimalism where we don't really focus on um, like decluttering a whole lot. Like the focus really isn't on that. It's really a focus for four days, actually no, a week, a week. I think it's a week. Um, focus on like paying attention to what you actually use. And we create like a workable wardrobe so that you can be like, wow, it's been a week and this is really all I've used in your clothing, in your kitchen stuff, in toys. Try minimalism is another really good free challenge. Um, you can find it on my site. If you go to motherhoodsimplified.com, there's a little drop down thing that says freebies and it's there if you want to sign up for that. Good reminder, Emily, because I totally forgot about that one. My bad. I made it and I forgot about it. <laughs> okay. So let's talk real quick about the stop. And to start with kids, um, how to deal with that just kind of like on a short-term and long-term basis. And hopefully this will be helpful for you. Oh, you're welcome, Tashka. Okay. So I tell you guys this a lot. So don't be annoyed that it's on repeat. But when you are decluttering with kids, you have to do it in bite-sized pieces because they're going to need things. Okay. Especially if you have a big age range, like I do, like I am working around school schedules and nap schedules and feeding schedules and sports schedules. So there's not really any parts of my day where I have like these big uninterrupted blocks, like the biggest uninterrupted block of my day 
is when Kaylee naps right now and I'm hanging out with you guys. Um, so you have to take it in bite-sized pieces, which means that you're going to have to see these big projects that you have in your house and you're going to have to break them down. So instead of saying like, I am going to declutter all of the toys in one hour, cause that's not realistic. What you can do is say, I'm going to go through and just grab a bag, do a quick surface purge. I'm going to get rid of all of the things that are broken. I'm going to get rid of all of the things, you know, the stuffed animals that are ripped. I'm going to get rid of the crayons that are this long and nobody's ever going to use anymore, but I've been saving for four years with the intention of melting them down into wax crayon creations. And I never got around to it. Get rid of those things. I'm going to get rid of, um, what are some markers that are dried up, you know, things like that, that you can get done in like 10 or 15 minutes, but are going to have a significant impact on <laughs> Karen, have a significant impact on your progress. Okay. Because if you're waiting for the day that you have like one or two hours to get everything done, or you have an entire day to do it, start to finish, you're never going to start and you're never going to get it done. So if Janelle is in here, I know Janelle was like, I'm excited for this one. This is what I need help with. But if you are in the group and you've been watching Janelle, she's been doing this. Like she's made a lot of progress over the last week or so. And she's been posting it. And I know for sure it's most likely because she's like, I'm going to do these little bits at a time as I get to them. And it's going to, you know, like Karen just said, another horse analogy. How do you eat a horse? One bite at a time. Like that's how you declutter your house one tiny little thing at a time. And I think the hardest part about doing this in bite-sized pieces and one tiny little segment at a time is that it doesn't feel like you're getting a lot done, right? It doesn't feel like it in the moment. Like you're like, wow, I got rid of one diaper box of craft supplies. Like that's not a whole lot when you're looking at that one box of craft supplies. But if you do one box of craft supplies a day or every other day, like that adds up and that's exactly how you get it done. Like that's how you have to get it done. Um, because what other choice do you have? Right. <laughs> you don't really have a whole lot unless you're like going to hire a nanny or somebody to come deal with the kids while you deal with that, which some people can do that. Some people want to do that. Some people cannot do that and don't want to do that. So, um, you just have to be realistic about what you can get done and in the amount of time that you can get it done and realize that every little bit that you do counts and matters and is actually very impactful, way more impactful than you think, especially if the alternative is do nothing, right? <laughs> um, so the next thing, and I have some new things, so don't worry guys, I will tell you some new things too, but you guys have probably heard this as well from me is have your head on a swivel, okay? So my husband and my sons are very into, sorry, I really wanted that coffee. My, they're really into sports, especially football. So in football, they always say, have your head on a swivel, which means that you have to be watching from all directions all the time because you could get hit by somebody coming in a direction if you're not paying attention, right? So if you aren't paying attention and you don't, run or go where you need to go when you're supposed to go there, you're going to get tackled and it's really going to hurt. <laughs> so your decluttering is a lot like that and that you have to have your head on a swivel. You have to be watching for these opportunities of time that you have to get things done. So 
going to call you guys out for a second. I don't want you guys to not come hang out, but I do know that if you are listening to this, you can likely listen to this and purge. Okay. And I know that's what a lot of you guys do is like you listen to this while you're purging and that's like your time of the day to get like, you know, 15 to 30 minutes of stuff done a day while I'm kind of like pushing you guys along. <laughs> right. So, um, have your head on a swivel and watch for these pockets of time that happen throughout the day where you can be getting something done, but maybe you're choosing not to. So maybe you could be getting a lot of purging done, but instead you spent the last 40 minutes on Facebook because, you know, the kids are entertained. They're being all right. Maybe they're at school. Maybe you had uh, their napping or whatever. And instead of getting some things done in a productive way, you decided to watch Netflix or you decided to get on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or whatever. So recognize when you have time to do things, maybe the kids go to bed and you're still awake and you're like, okay, like, should I watch Netflix? Should I have a beer or should I declutter or should I work on my assimilation process or what, like, what should you do? How can you best use your time? Because, um, you can't, what does Emily say? I love the lives because I can't mindlessly scroll on my phone. Yeah, exactly. Um, so honestly, guys, most of the time, the issue isn't that you don't have enough time. It's that you're spending your time on things that really aren't important and aren't moving you forward. So, um, there are times and there are seasons of life where, yeah, you know, time really just isn't going to be working in your favor, but there definitely are so many more seasons where time is working in your favor. You're just not utilizing it in the best way. So have your head on a swivel, recognize those pockets and take action on them. Now, the third one that I don't really ever talk to you guys about because it's not my strong point to be honest, but I know it's really helpful when I do use it. And that is creating lists and following through. So when I make lists, it's mostly for me to prioritize where I'm spending my time, which means that I have fallen into a slump of too much Facebook, too much wanting to take a nap, too much whatever it is that I'm indulging in at the time and not enough prioritizing what I really need to be focusing on. Andrea Wallace says, this is the boost I needed. Thank you. You are welcome. Karen says truth. Yay, Karen. I'm really excited. I'm messaging you and Emily right after this for the master classes, but, um, making lists to help me prioritize and keep me on track. So if you were to make a list for yourself, I would say something, Oh, Hey, are y'all still here? Um, I would say something like my, my list for this week is the laundry. So on Monday, I'm going to go through and get rid of all of the clothes that nobody fits into anymore. On Tuesday, I'm going to go through and get rid of all of the things with holes or stains or just aren't in usable condition anymore. On Wednesday, I'm going to create, you know, a workable wardrobe for child A, Thursday, child B, or whatever it is for you, but making those lists just to kind of keep you on track and having as a visual reminder of like, okay, like, so when I have my head on a swivel and when I notice like I have time to get something done, I have this list to refer to, 
to be like, this is what I'm working on. This is what I've prioritized. This is what I want to get done start to finish before I move on to working on, you know, on the toys. Because that's another thing that kind of slows us down and keeps us stuck is like, um, we start decluttering a little bit of laundry and then we jump to toys and then we jump to the bathroom and then we jump to like here and there and there and there. And we don't really ever get anything done fully and completely. And it leaves us feeling like we're not getting any progress and you are, but it's so much easier to see your progress when it's focused. Um, and you do it start to finish and having a list to kind of keep you on track really is impactful because you can get it done start to finish. You can break it down into bite-sized pieces and it's really, really helpful. Um, okay. So now when it's coming to like the, that's kind of like the long-term decluttering with kids, like how to do it. Now let's talk about kind of the short term, like the day-to-day type of things where kids are in the way they're messing with our piles. They are being kids, okay, don't expect perfection, okay? Don't expect perfection from yourself. Don't expect perfection from your kids. And just know that you, as the parent, have a lot more control than you give your, yeah, no worries, Kara. Um, You have a lot more control than you give yourself credit. You are a lot smarter. You are a lot more resourceful than you give yourself credit for. And you can do things like, create your piles. Hey, Lindsay of like donate trash sell. And yeah, the kids are going to want to snack in the middle of it. And you're like, Oh my God, they're going to come behind me and get into everything. Well, if you know that you have a toddler, like I do, who is 17 months and wants to, was she 17 months? She's like 16 or 17 months. I think she's like that age. But anyway, if I know that she is going to go behind me, like she did this morning and take the clean laundry baskets and spread them all around my room after I had folded them and put them in the baskets because I had to go do my older daughter's hair. It's not the baby's fault. It's my fault. I left those baskets on the floor for her to completely tear through. Right. And of course I'm frustrated and like, why did I waste my time folding that laundry? And now I'm going to have to fold it all over again. It's not because I had a baby and the baby is the problem. It's because I left those on the floor right? So you're going to have to get creative. You're going to have to get handy. You're going to have to maybe lay down the law a little bit with like older kids of like, this is the no touch pile. This is the no go in room. This is the mom pile. Stay away. And you're either going to have to set it up for success. Like I should have done this morning with putting the clean clothes up and out of the way or actually finishing it when I could have put it away, but instead I decided to get on Facebook. Okay. So that's my fault. Um, I could have put it away. I could have put it up on the bed where she couldn't reach. Um, but I didn't. Right. So with a toddler, there's only so much you can do, but you know, if it were my older kids, I would absolutely say something like I'm working on this. I'm not finished with it. Don't touch it. Right. Or close the door or put a gate up or whatever you got to do to make sure that they're not undoing all of your work all the time. Um, it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. They're not going to be perfect, but they're, you're just going to have to, it's, it's harder. Like it's more work. It's more effort. It requires more intention than, you know, like a single guy on Instagram decluttering his house, right? Like he doesn't have those kind of interruptions, but for moms, 
we have to take those extra steps. We have to do that extra work. And it just is what it is. I wish I had like a secret magical solution for you, but I don't. Okay. Um, Janelle says everything must go up. Our doors must be closed. Even the bathroom door must be closed. Our little mister, 15 months. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> Same age. Um, we'll pull all the toilet paper off the roll and empty the cupboards or play in the toilet. It sounds like him and Kaylee would be best friends because that's all she wants to do too. We have gates up on the bathrooms now. I feel like I didn't have to have gates with my first two, but with Kaylee, we have so many gates and they're all necessary because I get pulled in so many different directions with, like I said, my oldest daughter wanted her hair done for school. So I go do her hair and then Kaylee wreaks havoc on whatever it is that she can find. So, um, I wish I had a secret like sauce for you guys, but I don't. The secret sauce is that we're moms and we're creative and we're resourceful and we're handy. And we take the extra steps necessary to make sure that the hard work we've done doesn't come undone as much as possible. Right. So <laughs> I hope that was helpful for you guys. I was really like trying to figure out like, how do you do this? But that's, that's the honest answer. Um, and then of course, with the older kids, like I am a very gentle parent. I'm very kind. I'm very loving, but I also have no issues laying down the law and being like, you can't, you can't do this. Like I won't allow this. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, and I think that's part of being a gentle parent is like putting up those boundaries anyway. This is not a parenting podcast. This is not a parenting video, but that's just how I feel. Okay. Um, now the last thing I want to tell you about the decluttering with kids, the start stop cycle, them interrupting you, um, is this differentiation in this little phrase because kids. Okay. So you can say because kids, right? Or you can say because kids. Okay. Do you hear the difference? I'm going to explain them too. When you say because kids, it's like, I can't do it because I have kids. Like, I can't do it because the kids are the problem. I can't do it because my toddler unfolds all of the clothes before I fold them up. I can't declutter because my kids make a mess behind me. I can't declutter because the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids are the problem, right? Because kids, or you can say, because kids, I'm doing this because I have kids because I want to give them something better, because I want to instill personal responsibility, because I want to give them a peaceful, easy to be in home, because I want to teach them how to take care of their stuff, because I want to teach them how to grow up and take care of their family as well. Like you can say because kids <laughs> or because kids. So it's kind of that thing that I've told you guys before too, is like your kids can be the reason or they can be the excuse, right? I can't work out because I have kids or I work out because I have kids and I want to be healthy for them. Um, make them the reason, not the excuse. Like I said, at the very beginning of this video, if you're in this group, you're in a group of 3000 plus other moms with kids doing the same thing. So it's not like you are the only one trying to figure out how to do this with kids. Like we are all moms with kids, maybe one kid, maybe nine kids. Shout out to Jessica Garcia. Um, a lot of kids, we have a lot of kids and we're just trying to figure out how to do it. And the reason that we want to do it is because we have kids, right? Because 
because kids, not because kids. Okay. Um, so that's it guys. Let me go through and, um, check, I get my hair up again, kind of hot, <laughs> getting all worked up, hot and bothered up in here. Um, check the comments real quick and then we will hang up and I will see you guys tomorrow. Emily and Karen, I'll see you in just a minute. Um, Emily says Mason is the same and crazy. Uh, Emily says that's partly why I love the nighttime reset. I only do my chores then not during the day anymore while I'm fighting an uphill battle. Yes. So Emily, that's a good point too. Just because, um, I posted in here that uh, yesterday, last night about redoing the little play space. And I was guys, like I said, this goes in cycles for everybody based on ages of your kids, the seasons of your life. But I was to that point where I was cleaning up that dang playroom all day long and it was never done. And it was such a frustration. And last night I posted that picture of like the updated play space because, um, I was like, holy crap, like it's the end of the day and I haven't cleaned up this playroom once. Like I'm doing it one time a day and we're good. Like that's the power of going through decluttering, assimilating, then organizing. It works. Um, and it makes it so much simpler so that you can focus on those things that you want to focus on during the day, like your kids, like your, your job, like your husband, like yourself, anything else, but freaking cleaning up, right? Like, can we stop cleaning up all day, please? Um, okay. That's a really good point, Emily. Okay. So Lindsay says I was late, but you're looking very tan today. Thank you. I'm really loving living in California. <laughs> I really love it. I've been waiting for this like home my whole entire life since I was a little girl. All I want to do was live in California next to Disneyland so that I can be Belle. Okay. I think that that dream has passed for me of becoming Belle. Maybe it hasn't. Maybe they'll take a 29 year olds. I don't know. Maybe I'll try because I, I live really close. I live like I could drive to Disneyland in 15 minutes. Yeah. Maybe I'll go be Belle. Anyways, guys, sorry. I should have stopped recording. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Everybody on Facebook. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey.
Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.